Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and 105.7 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Pick the songs. Favorite female artist or band. We'll play it. Just send it to the Plaza text line. 410-583-1057. Nolan McGraw is there for you. That's how you join us on the phones. We'll get to the calls here in a second. But just tuning into the show. And I didn't even know this had happened until Vinny told me and Nolan this morning before the show even started. Uh, Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. who's going to be in Baltimore this weekend. Taking on the Ravens with his Cleveland Browns. Was on Up and Adams. That's Kay Adams' show on FanDuel Sports. Here he is talking about Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. Who would he take? A couple of different ways or, you know, Joe can light you up for, for 400 and, you know, few people can do that in the league in general. You've sacked Lamar a lot. I think you've take, taken him down, what, four times? Only four? I think it's four. So who, like, uh, are, are you taking Lamar or Joe? Well, I'm taking down Lamar, but you know, <laughs> I'll take I'll take Joe right now. As far as uh, who who's got the the nod over the other right now? All right, there you go. So he's gonna take down Lamar. Does that mean beat Lamar or sack Lamar or maybe both? It could be a combination of both. Because if he's sacking Lamar, that helps their chances of taking down the Ravens. Oh, you don't you don't think like. If the Ray, if especially like Lamar makes a run or whatever, hey, take me down yet? You know, yeah. you know so there's gonna be I'm some sure stuff talked on the field. Been, I don't know if Lamar listens to the Up and Adams podcast. Well, I'm sure he's heard of it. Heard. Uh, I'm sure yeah. he's been uh, very much uh, informed as to that commentary. So a little uh, Burrow ass mooching from uh, Miles Garrett, but why? Benny, we talked about it earlier. I mean. There's no fear in Miles Garrett, of course, but why would you? Why? Why poke the bear? I don't know. Why unleash the beast? Why piss off number eight and his teammates? You don't think they're going to want to have his back? You know why, Bob? That's that's Jim Schwartz and his attitude. That's what he's let him. He's let those guys be who they want to be. Say what you want to say, and you know what? And he'll say, "All right, you know what? We got to go back it up, guys." Yep. You know, that's that's what he's going to say, you know. And I think they use it as a little momentum for themselves. Yeah, they should use it as a motivating tool. Not that the Ravens need any extra motivation. Let's keep in mind they are in first place in the division. They're two and one, or two first place in the division, tied for the best record in the AFC. Two and one in the division. They're six-point favorites 
in this matchup. But as John Harbaugh said earlier this week, the AFC North, it's really every team's two games over 500. I guess you're cool with that, right, John Harbaugh? I think it's really awesome that we have such a great uh, division. And I'd, I'd, I'd really be disappointed if we didn't. You know, it'd be just terrible if everybody was not a good team in our division. So that's my best answer, you know. Hey, we respect these teams. This It's a great division. We understand that. Uh, they all understand it, you know, and everybody knows what, what's, what's going to happen when we all play each other. The, the thing about it is what you love about this division is, is it, Harvest is exactly right. When you play against each other, you know what's coming. If you don't have your chin strap buckled, don't come out. You know, and if you're not expecting a physical game, don't show up because that's what it's going to be. And that's why the Bengals got to be celebrating when they saw the schedule that, oh, Cleveland's going to Baltimore and then we get to play the Ravens on Thursday night. That's that's a huge advantage, Bengals, because these games, when they play Pittsburgh, since more so Pittsburgh, I would say more so Pittsburgh, Bob, and um Cleveland, more physicality than in the um, Cincinnati games. This division, the AFC North, is the only division in football through nine weeks where all four teams are above 500. The only division that even sniffs that is the AFC East, where Miami and Buffalo are above 500. The Jets are 500. But then you got the uh, the anchor, and not in the winning the 400 four by four right. uh, 100 yard dad the anchor like bringing you down the patriots are two and seven yeah they uh and and the jets about, are going to be under 500 over the next couple of weeks too yeah and and bob who in that division's playing really good right now nobody miami can't beat good teams nobody knows what the hell's going on with buffalo jets have a playoff defense but their offense is offensive right. and you look at the Bengals have won what four or five in a row the Ravens the same yep. you know and Watson's back and they're excited now and uh, Pittsburgh's the ugliest five and three team I've ever seen and let's put it out there as well for all of you AFC East fans Q every team in the division's coming off a loss whereas every team in the AFC North won Yep. And they have two teams, Ravens and Bengals, as Vinny said, who are riding four-game winning streaks. It's Vinny at 81057, the fan. It is news from the nest. When you're 7-2 like the Ravens are, you've won four in a row. I guess that chemistry's got to be cooking, right, John Harbaugh? You know, it's really it's really great. It's what you want as a coach. And I mean, I've seen it in the locker room really from the beginning. But it is something that's like, uh, it's dynamic, right? It grows. It's a living, breathing thing. Relationships always are. Then you see it like in a game like that, you kind of see it, you see evidence of it, right? And so that was what you guys saw. That's what we all saw. Um, that's fun. That's what that's what you want. That's exactly right. I mean, you see it when, you know, like uh, Mitchell gets the touchdown run, he puts the ball down, and Odell goes over, picks up the ball for him, brings it to him. Odell scores a touchdown, the old linemen are jumping. Look at Lamar, how excited he was. Oh, yeah. You know, so I mean – it, it it truly it it shows they like each other they enjoy being around each other I'm sure they have a blast at practice and you know and when they go to the building it's like uh, uh, this isn't work this is fun that's that's when you have a good locker room I've I've been in both where you know it's been miserable you know when you go in and then and then winning helps you know they're on a four game heater right now so Bob when you walk the secretaries are happy you know the guy giving you food, you know, he's smiling. He, because if you're on a four-game losing streak, nobody's looking at anybody. 
Before we get to the phones, one more from John Harbaugh. You got Cleveland coming up Sunday. Big division matchup. Then you have a short week with Cincinnati. Uh, could this be an issue in any way, shape, or form? John Harbaugh. Yeah, you know, I'd have to say no. It's a good question and a fair question. But we have to we got to take care of business first things first. You know, we have the Browns. And uh, we have two division games in four days. So that's our, that's our challenge. And, um, you know, it's all going to be all about the Browns. And that's it. And then when the Bengals game comes up, it'll be a short turnaround. But then it'll be the Bengals at that point. Yeah, that's a tough deal. Because you know what some coaches do, Bob, to get a jump? Like on Friday, they're done around um, – they're probably able to leave the building around 2, 3 o'clock. Some of them will stay and start working on Cincinnati. And then on Saturday, you know, they they may work on Cincinnati some. And then as soon as that game's over, Bob, the coaches, they ain't going home and partying or whatever. They beat the Browns. No, they're going back to the office because they're getting on the Bengals. The best – the, the plus part about it is you've already played them one time, you know, but it's like a different Joe Burrow now. And, you know, is Jamar Chase going to be up and at him and able to play? So we'll know those things, too. Uh, Ravens playing Cleveland physical game. Cincinnati hosts Houston, which could be a track finesse, meet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That could be a highfalutin game. And for two straight weeks, it's AAB. It's all about the Browns. Then next week, all about the Bengals. Let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057. It's how you join us. It's Vinny and Haney, Woman Crush Wednesday. Let's go to Samaj, West Baltimore. Samaj, thanks. Holding, what's happening? Hey, it's all good. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, same all. How about yourself? It's all good, Big Bob Haney. What's good, Coach? No, I can't call it. And uh, to the to the scholar and gentlemen, that is uh, Nomad. My man, Nolan McGraw. <laughs> Narcissistic Nolan, we call him now. <laughs> I call him Nolan. You know hey, you guys know him better than me. I, I, he's always a scholarly gentleman when I talk to him. Hey, but um, I just wanted to chime in, um, guys. Uh, for you, Coach, um, I watch a lot of college football. Matter of fact, I watch more college football than I do NFL. The NFL irritates me to, 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 to levels unseen. I just stick with my teams, Baltimore and D.C., and I really don't pretty much follow everybody else outside of shows and highlights. The NFL just pisses me off, but that's another call for another time. Um, but I watch a lot of college football guys, and I've seen Georgia win back-to-back championships and have seen what they look like when they're humming. And all I can say is Sunday was the first time that I watched the Ravens and I saw the Georgia offense. That's the first time I actually really saw us look like what I watched from Georgia for the last couple of years, and it was a wonderful thing. And I had been anticipating, you know, we're, we're older guys. We know how the league goes. <laughs> it's never good for teams to jump out the gate September and October, kicking ass, taking names, 4-1-1, 5-1, 8 I mean, it's all good and everything. But really, the teams that win chips – are the teams that get hot after Thanksgiving right through mm-hmm. December. That's why they call it December football yep. and roll right into January and February and hopefully go get a chip. And I always prefer teams and I always prefer organizations that have their teams peaking at the later part of the season as opposed to the start. So like the Terps? With us have, yeah, like us having, with us having a new <laughs> offense, that's funny. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny to that? When we won a Super Bowl in 94, we started out 2-2. Two and two. And lost forty to eight at home in one of those two losses. Yeah, and you know many of us know how the two thousand season went. You yep. know, you you want to get hot after Thanksgiving. So, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful, and I'm a little salty in that regard because 
this week, as of this week and last Sunday's ass-whipping ass or curb-stomping, as Vinny likes to say, um, now the talking heads around the networks are, are propping up uh, be more and, and the Ravens as the best team in the league. And I ain't even, I only want to hear that. I, I, I prefer us being the team that nobody saw coming. I, I prefer being the, the hidden dog waiting in the bushes for the rabbit to come prancing out in the prairie. You know what I mean? So, but we're always starting to get that kind of look, which is cool because it's just respect and we've played and earned it. So it's all good. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking how the season's going and I, I anticipate they're going to get better as, as they go because the offense to me right now, Benny looks like the defense did last year. McDonald's system was new. The guys, we had some new guys. They struggled the first half of the season. Second half of the season, they locked in. They got the chemistry going. The defense got down and took off. And I'm starting to see the same thing with the O this year, same setup. So it's all good. I I tell you what, that defense, last week's game, I've never seen them hit on all cylinders for a whole game. I mean, every blitz, everything was like perfect timing. Samaj, thanks for the call. By the way, uh, Ray from Baltimore agrees with you. Yeah. Get off our rear ends. Just let the season play oh, out. Yeah, we kind of like being the underdog. Yeah, they and, beat Cleveland, Bob. It's going to be even more national. And then yeah. they beat Cincinnati then on Then it's Thursday. really going to start to percolate yeah, And there. then there will be all the national people, media will be at the Ravens. And my number one team <laughs> yeah. in this year's. It's video at 81057. The fan will come back. Fire cell coming up next. Kyle Barber. Baltimore beat down. Talk Ravens and Browns with Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057 The Fan Woman Crush Wednesday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw. Tons happening in the world of sports. Ravens, Browns, Terps, Nebraska, college football, Maryland basketball wins last night. Mount St. Mary's, everything else going on. We're running out of time, but hopefully we're not running out of money by ourselves. Well, the Dow's down 110. It's been great for, uh, we've had a pretty good run, haven't we, Norm? All week, been green. Yeah. The S&P's down 11. NASDAQ's down 42. DraftKings down 16 cents. Under Armour's up a quarter, 695. 
Excuse the beeping in the background. My ankle monitor is going off right now. But uh, (laughs) let's start here in the NBA. Uh, James Harden, his first game with the Clippers, did not result in a win. And overall, the offense for L.A., kind of lacking. They only put up 97 in a loss to the Knicks. But you look at that new look starting five, four of the biggest names of the last decade all playing together, surprisingly spreading the ball around quite a bit. Uh, Kawhi led the way with 16 shots, but Paul George had 11, Westbrook 13, and Harden with 9. Pretty even distribution there. On any given night, one of them will be called upon to lead the way and maybe take over a bit. But, Bob, are you buying or selling that the Clippers can continue to evenly spread the ball around? Uh, I'm going to sell it because sooner or later, the ball dominance that is James Harden is going to take over. And Russell Westbrook's another guy that likes to have the ball in his hands. And so is Paul George. And I think Kawhi Leonard can come. Yeah, it'll be an issue for them, no doubt about it. Talented team. How do they all mesh? Hey, Terrence Mann's a guy that can put up some points, too. I mean, they have some dudes. Uh, Zubak might be the most important guy on that team when it's all said and done. But, yes, there will be some. Uh, there's only one ball on the floor. Yeah. Problems. How's that? Over to the Steelers here. We know how good they are at drafting wide receivers, but it seems like every time they find a great wide receiver, it comes with a diva tax. Uh, This time, George Pickens, the latest example of that. After they beat the Titans last Thursday, he whined on social media about his usage. Uh, Typical young player tactic, I guess, these days. Uh, These kind of antics, certainly nothing new for a coach like Mike Tomlin. When asked about it, responded by calling it... A pebble in my shoe. There you go. (laughs) Just a a very insignificant thing in the grand scheme of things, what they got going on over there. But Vinny, buy or sell, this will become uh, more than just a slight annoyance for Tomlin by the end of the year. I'm going to sell it because I think Tomlin will put it to bed because he's 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 seen this many times and he knows how to handle it. And what he's done in the past, you just get rid of him. You know, right? Antonio Brown, Claypool got rid of him. If if Mike the headache, Wallace, I believe, comes to mind, right? The headache just became too big, you know, and he got rid of the headache. So I mean, he'll probably relay those stories to him. But you know, it was funny when he said that. He says, you know, this is a much bigger story for you media, and that's when he said to me, it's like a pebble in my shoe. So, so what do you? What question you got on Green Bay? Right. Over to a little college football here. James Madison, if you haven't heard, having an incredible season in their second year since joining the FBS. 9-0 record. They're in the AP Top 25. All of this should add up to a nice bowl game, but according, or well, under current NCAA rules, a team that transitions from the FCS to the FBS has a two-year ineligibility window for bowl games, so they currently fall in that. JMU, though, and I believe their new conference have both sent letters to the NCAA requesting eligibility uh, in a bowl game this year, citing their 17-3 and overall record since joining the FBS. Buy or sell, Bob, James Madison should absolutely be allowed to play in a bowl game. Oh, damn right I'm buying it. A thousand percent. I mean, what's... Okay, you, you invite us. You, I don't know how this works, but I'm guessing there was a nice hefty fee that JMU had to pay to go to D1. All right, I guess there's a penalty that you have to pay in regards to getting acclimated to that level of football, like maybe losing your games. But you come in and you win 17 of 20. 
I mean, you want a five and seven Maryland team in a bowl game as opposed to a team that might finish eleven and one or twelve and zero. Oh, who knows? Come on, NCAA. What are you, what are you doing here? Plus, I if mean, you let them into a bowl. How many people are they going to bring to a bowl? The money. Bob, if the Terps go to bowl, how many people are going? Nobody. Yeah, the team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the band, maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to lose money. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, this would be one of the feel-good stories of the bowl season. Lighten up. There are bigger problems in the world than having a football team having to pay its penance to get into your stupid 80-bowl cycle. But you know what? Norm, when I was when I was a freshman, we we went to the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, and people loved having the Cyclone because we took like 30,000 30, Iowa people would go to the bowl. You know that's why. You know if we got close to they wanted us because we traveled. Let it happen, man. Well, we've been doing a lot of giveaways this week on Vinny and Haney, and uh, we will have more Chris Stapleton tickets to give away later this afternoon. But for now, it's Wise Wednesday. We can't ignore that. So I got a $25 Wise Markets gift card. We're giving it away right now. Uh, Eat better, spend less. That's wise. We know that. I'm looking for caller number 8, Lamar Jackson. Caller number 8, 410-583-1057. You could win the $25 Wise Markets gift card. When we come back, Kyle Barber is going to be joining us. Talk about number eight and those first place Ravens, the matchup ahead with the Cleveland Browns. Then we're going to look at the film study of the Ravens defensively as they dismantle that Seattle offense. NFL lunch coming up at one o'clock. Carson Wentz. Looks like he's back in the National Football League. And did I see this correctly? Martavis Bryant is coming back, too? That's Jerry. You talk about a guy that, oh, yeah, I remember that, dude. Well, it looks like he's back. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. And then we're going to grade the Ravens at the midway point of the season. If you're handing out grades, how are you grading your team that's in first place at six-point favorites on Sunday? Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Here on this Woman Crush Wednesday, you pick the songs, your favorite female artist or band, get your request in. Plaza Sport Tax Line at 410-583-1057. There's nothing out of bounds on this program. Ravens six-point favorites as Cleveland comes to town on Sunday. Here to talk about that and more. Covers the Ravens for Baltimore Beatdown, BaltimoreRavens.com. He's joining us on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show, Kyle Barber. Kyle, what's up? What's going on, gentlemen? It's a beautiful day. Uh, yes, it is. And the Ravens are 7-2, and two, which is beautiful in and of itself. Kyle, of this 7-2 and two start, the parts of it, what has been the most impressive part about this team so far? Ooh, um, I would have to say the defense, just uh, in the pass rush specifically. I, you know, I was one of the many that were concerned about if they were going to be able to get it done in the pass rush. They had the inside linebackers. They had a stout running defense. They had a good secondary. But uh, the, the worries seemed to be whether or not the pass rush could get home with who they had. They made a couple moves. They added Jadevian Clowney. They added Kyle Van Noy. And uh, the players that are on the roster already have taken strides. Of course, Justin Matabike being the big one there. But overall, pass rush is getting home. And they're getting home in different ways. I mean, guys from the secondary are getting sacks. The inside linebacker is getting sacks, uh, you know, across the interior and on the edges. I mean, overall, that pass rush is flying through. And I believe they're number one in sacks. If not, they're top three. You know, it's just 
I think that's been the impressive thing that we weren't necessarily expecting going into the season. Now, as Odell Beckham has his air quotes breakout game, could this be a springboard for him, make it some impact plays in the final eight games of the regular season? I mean, of course. You know, that's always a, a thing that you can expect from a, a guy that wants to start to get rolling. You know, it kind of just dominoes. But, oh, I mean, the Ravens aren't, I don't think, making and generating plays just for Beckham specifically, you know. And I think that's kind of what Todd Munkin was talking about when in John Harbaugh were when they were talking about, like, getting Rashad Bateman more touches, getting Isaiah Likely more involved, getting Zay Flowers, you know, consistent touches. And, and just, I think the Ravens are able to spread the ball around, and it's not so much, like, is a guy just now going to go off each week? I think it's more like you never know which guy is going to be able to make the breakout in this offense because there's so many of them. I mean, we've had games where Nelson Aguilar is, is the one that's shining. We've had Zay Flowers been consistent. Mark Andrews has done well. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be Odell Beckham making play week after week after week, but I think there's a threat of him each and every week, and there has been so far. The problem is every, every defender has been grabbing and tugging at his jersey and and instead of him being able to catch the ball, it's gone up as, as defensive pass interference flags, which are still beneficial, but you don't look pretty on the stat sheet at all. Kyle, I think, speaking of the receivers, I, I, I think the Detroit game and this game are the two best games they played. I thought they played fast and they played explosive. You know, and with Odell, he looked, you know, I mean, he was creating separation on those slant routes, and then the, to the touchdown catch was a real nice route. So he looked like his legs were fresher. I thought in the Arizona game, I thought the team looked tired. Yeah, and I don't blame them. I mean, I, that's what I kind of wrote about after that Arizona game. It's like just winning is enough. Sometimes it's, it, it's okay to just be satisfactory, and I felt that Ravens game was it. I mean, the culmination of all the trips on road, going from London back to home, back to Arizona on the West Coast, after all the travel and everything, that, like they were tired, and I don't blame them, and they still got the win. And that was the most important thing, and they got out of there with it, and, and minor injuries, so I think it was – that was it for Arizona. But, yes, I agree that, you know, this the, the, the games where they've been able to, at will, move the ball downfield. I mean, that Lions game, you saw, the, you know, the middle of the field was wide open, and they just kept four-speeding, you know, the Lions 20-yard gains because there was nothing they could do about it. And the same thing with the Seahawks game, just big, big play after big play, chunk play after chunk play, you know, it just looked like, you know, the, uh, the coordination of the offense as a whole and the execution was all there, and the wide receivers were a big factor in it. Kyle, I thought in this last game, Ronnie Stanley is one of the offensive linemen that probably struggled most, you know, because McCarry did a pretty good job on Mafe, and Ronnie uh, had some problems with him. I mean, Boya Mafe, you know, he has six straight sacks now. With a sack in that game against the Ravens, he had six straight sacks, so... You know, and that's a franchise record for the Seahawks. So he's buzzing. I mean, that's a guy that is, is tough to, to go up against. And uh, some guys, you know, just have, have a player's number. I mean, that was always the thing that, like, Terrell Suggs could be Joe Thomas. But Andrew Whitworth consistently stonewalled Terrell Suggs. Maybe this is an instance of, you know, Boya Mafe's skill set and his, his strategies just happen to be – what counters Ronnie's best abilities. And I'm not sure exactly what it was, but yeah, I, I, you know, Ronnie did struggle in that game and, and he's had a couple games where he doesn't look like the all pro self that he is, but then he's had plays and, and, and moves and games where he looks, you know, like he, he never suffered injury and he's still back out there. So I think searching for that consistency. And that's what he said when we've spoken to him in the locker room 
And uh, but you know, McCarry did play well. I'm happy mm-hmm. you mentioned him because yep. he did an excellent job filling in there for Morgan Moses, who's you know a, a really good right tackle. And that guy, that guy's battled all season and, and looks great. But McCarry is that perfect six man for this Ravens offensive line. Hey, Kyle, you know what? We, I mean, we watched Keaton Mitchell every day at training camp, and everybody liked what they saw. The thing that shocked me, and I don't know, if it shocked you, Kyle, was his ability to break tackles. I mean, he just played big. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't so much elusiveness and avoiding the tackles or slipping through them as it was just being a physical back that that broke them, that mm-hmm. uh, that led with the shoulder and that that engaged in the physicality. Because a lot of those smaller, shiftier speed backs, you know, you know, I would I would kind of point to Darren Sproles would be guys that avoid tackles at all times, but he, but like Sproles, you know, every so often you bring the contact and he will too. He just lowered the shoulder and he, he engaged in the physicality and he challenged linebackers in the inside of that defense. And, and he won consistently. And, and then he, and he, and, he, and all of them bullied through that, that defense of, of Seattle. And uh, yeah, that was definitely the most impressive part. Uh, because we've all seen the speed. Like you said, we were out there in training camp. You saw yep. what happens when he can get to the edge. You saw what happens when he gets the ball in a little bit of space. He can fly, but it, he engaged in physicality, and that was really impressive. Hey, Kyle, you know what was impressive to me on uh, the coverage stuff was that um, Wallace. Wallace made a real nice play you know, on the punt. How about Charlie Kohler? on the kick return, making the tackle, running down there. I mean, that was pretty impressive, you know, especially two offensive guys and, and young guys. Yeah, I mean, Tylen Wallace, is, is that's where he excels most. You know, he played really well in training camp. I think you and I talked about him at some point on the sideline, just how much more refined he looked as a wide receiver. And, he, and he, you know, he was battling for that final wide receiver spot. But, I mean, special teams is his bread and butter. That's where he knew that's where he can make a paycheck and he can stay on the roster and, you know, it's good to have him back out there because he was dealing with, I believe, the hamstring injury, and yep. and uh, he's come back and he's come back strong and he looks good. and And I think that's really, you know, I, I I'm a pretty heavy on the critiquing of special teams because I just have that very high expectation of this of this unit because of you know the history of the Ravens special teams unit. And I was I was pretty down on them to start the season. There was consistently some errors and mistakes. You know, they allowed the punt return touchdown. They've allowed some blocked field goals and a PAT. And I was just like. This could be their, you know, everybody cites the 2010 Chargers as, as like the issue of number one offense, number one defense, worst special teams, and you can miss playoffs. And I didn't liken it to that significant or that serious of a threat, but I was like, maybe special teams could be the worst, the weakness of this team. You know, that's where teams might be able to outpace the Ravens and, and stay in games. But, you know, they got some guys healthy. They got some guys back. They're fixing the issues. And, you know, uh, and Jordan Stout looks incredible, and the coverage units are starting to play better. Like you said, Charlie Kohler got involved on that. That was impressive, too. I just think, you know, I think they've rounded a corner on special teams, and that's something that, uh, you know, if you can turn that from a negative to a positive or a plus-plus, all of a sudden, you know, it's really hard to beat the Ravens when you got to go full field like that. Now, Kyle, uh, from listening to Harbs on Monday, I get the impression we're going to get some bad news on David Ajabo. Yeah, uh, that was uh, yeah. We haven't heard that. He didn't want to make a, a, an announcement, but an announcement will come soon. And right, that doesn't sound good. We heard that he wasn't. Yeah, and he originally he said that they weren't gonna. He, he opted not to get the surgery, but we haven't really seen him since. Yeah, I think there's a possibility that we don't see him again. I don't have any information on that. I'm just uh, going off of my own speculation. Yeah. But 
Yeah, that, that didn't sound good, and I agree with you. Kyle Barber talking about the Ravens as they got the Cleveland Browns coming up here. Big division game. Ravens six-point favorites in it. Kyle, tell everybody about Baltimore Beatdown and, of course, what you do for BaltimoreRavens.com. Yeah, check out Baltimore Beatdown. I have a wonderful website filled with an awesome staff that love to cover the Ravens and talk Ravens and, and give different perspectives on what you want to read and learn about. And we have some really fun, unique content that uh, I think, you know, other – other websites just can't produce just because of the, the, the ability of us being so uh, open and, and more fun. And uh, that's what I'm really proud about with my website and, the, and my contributors. Um, and I'm a part of that, too. And I'm out here at the castle every day covering things. And I'm at the games on Sundays taking care of business. So definitely check out our work because we have a lot of fun, but we also take it seriously. It's a really good balance. Um, also do cover uh, the Ravens for Late for Work under BaltimoreRavens.com. Check out the Late for Work tab. Every Monday and every post game is what I'll publish on that. If any of your listeners are in Montgomery County, I do cover high school prep stuff because I picked up a third job because writing is way too much fun. And I'll be covering some football on MoCo 360, too. So check out all the work all the time. <laughs> Kyle, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the game Sunday. We'll catch up soon. Take care. Take care, guys. Kyle Barber, everybody. It's video at 8105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. Film study Ravens defense as they shut down Geno Smith and that Seattle Ball Club NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Carson Wentz looks like he's getting back into the National Football League. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Preview Week 10 with him. And we'll grade the Ravens through seven ga- or nine games, I should say, at 7-2. If you want to get in and do that, you can at 410-583-1057. Miles Garrett said he'd take Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. Who agrees with that assessment? Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Woman crush Wednesday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Earlier in the program, we broke down the Ravens' win over the Seattle Seahawks. Convincing win at that from an offensive standpoint. Now we flip it over to the other side of the ball defense bidding let's break down that ravens defense which is one of the best in the yeah. national football well, let's number one let's start with the secondary i i thought coverage wise bob they were outstanding i mean they were good receivers they gave up one two two big plays 150 yarder and what was uh in jigba's was what 30 some so other than that you know it wasn't bad i mean i thought i thought stevens and and humphrey did a hell of a job i mean they they were making a quarterback pull ball, pull the ball down because they had great coverage, and uh, same with Hamilton. And, and we saw G- Geno Stone could have had three picks in that game, and Hamilton could have had a pick six. So I mean, the the secondary right now is playing at a really high level, and they're doing a great job in coverage. You know, and Stevens is doing a hell of a job in coverage. I mean, his plant and drives and you know and stuff are, are phenomenal. You know, and then Matabike, fundamentally. You know, I mean, like right from the get-go, he was punching, locking out, keeping his eyes up, shedding the block, making the tackles. I mean, it was it was impressive, you know, how he was playing. And fundamentally, they were so much better again. Because Arizona, I talked about how bad they were fundamentally, and they missed five tackles on that first drive. No, they were zeroed in this game. They were zeroed in. And you could see, because they're playing with some passion and stuff, you know, and excitement and enthusiasm. Where in Arizona, like, you know, I've said it before, they look tired, you know, and the timing of everything, of all their blitzes and stuff was phenomenal. You know, I think Geno Smith was totally confused. I mean, sometimes, 
you know, Michael Pierce was dropping back in coverage, you know, and they were bringing guys and, you know, I, the coaches, you got to give them a ton of credit defensively because their game plans are phenomenal. And I'm sure everybody, the way you normally do it is everybody, you know, like the secondary coach takes the receivers or the pass game. You know, I mean, they divide it up and then come together with a whole plan. But they're doing a hell of a job. And I'm telling you, that timing, you know, like when Kyle Hamilton, you know, they hit in Queen hit it running, you know, at full speed. I mean, to me, that's that's really, really impressive. And you got to, you know, because they hadn't seen Seattle a lot. So, I mean... The film study that the defensive coaches did was was extremely good. So I was I was impressed with that. Thought Vanoy, you know, like I said the week before, I thought he looked tired. This week he had his legs play. He, I thought he did a real nice job rushing the passer, making plays. Um, same with uh, Clowney and and Oway had uh, you know a, a nice sack and and I think those guys are all going to be excited about playing the tackles for Cleveland. Because they're all going to be able to. Because the one guy, the big guy, the right tackle for them, spin moves, kill him, you know. And that could be Oway, boom, spinning back inside, you know. And then the other guy on the outside is going to have problems with those guys too. But you know, and then the two inside back. I thought Queen had one of his. Best, I mean, he was flying everywhere, you know. And he's so much more instinctive in the pass and reading things. And you you see him on a film. You see he and uh, Roquan. They talk all the time. You know, back and forth to each other and stuff. It's it's pretty impressive. Communi- we have Bob, when was the last time we heard the word communication? Or lack thereof. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. can't recall any time right. recently. It's here. been a few weeks. And and let me just say this. I mean, you know, the Ravens defense is is number one and they're getting better. They are they're getting better, you know. There's there's less mistakes. So they're gonna be challenged this week and they're gonna have to bring the physicality. And that's they didn't do that against uh, Arizona defensively, and uh, this week they're going to have to bring that physicality because um, Cleveland's going to want to run the ball, and if they they don't want to have to put it, you know, all in Watson's hand because they're going to get pressure, and we'll see how he can hold up under that. But they're going to have to be stout and physical again this week, and and it's uh, it's a fun group to watch right now because they play fast. They have fun. They chase the football, you know, so everybody is attacking the ball. I, I, I love watching the defense play. I mean, you expect big plays to happen. Now we'll get into the grades for this Ravens team, offensive defense, of course, special teams around 130. But how much of a revelation has Brandon Stevens been this year? It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, Bob, just his footwork is so much better. And, and what do you mean by that? Well, like if he's playing off coverage, you know, a receiver, when he's running like a, a curl route or an out rut, the receiver's planting and driving. And then as soon as, soon as Stevens recognizes it, he's got to plant. But what you can't do is take a lot of false steps because that creates a lot of separation. His footwork is really good right now. I mean, still the ball skills are still a thing, but he can, he can lock you down as a cover guy because he's going to be right in your grill. 5880 1057 the fan got NFL lunch coming up here in a matter of minutes. Turfs win last night. Men's opener against Mount St. Mary's. 68-53. Maryland's got Davidson tournament down in Asheville over the weekend. Clemson looks to be the possible opponent 
on Sunday. But first things first, Julian Reese, 18 points, eight boards in the win. Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jameer Young both had 12 for Kevin Willard's Turtles, who start the season with a W. Mount St. Mary's looks like they got something to work with there, by the way, in the MAC. That's the 2A MAC. So we'll follow them along because, hey, if they make the tournament, always helps your resume. Hey, they uh, beat a tournament team. Did the wiz or the Wizards? Wizards they ain't beating much of anybody. They got Charlotte coming up, but a big win for Kevin Willard as the season has great expectations. We had Gary Williams on Hall of Famer a couple hours ago. Uh, getting beyond the first weekend of the NCAA tournament should be a goal. Hopefully, it's an attainable goal. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.